This episode is one that is near and dear to my heart for a multitude of reasons. First, I am very proud to say that Classic Vacations played a pivotal role in creating the foundation for my entire travel career. We'll share much more on that in this episode because the reasons are entrenched in the overall structure of a wholesaler. In my case, that was specifically with Classic Vacations. I've also had the honor of being a keynote speaker at Classic Vacations New Advisor Conference E3. This is a four-night event where suppliers and speakers pour into advisors who are establishing their businesses, and it is truly a one-of-a-kind event in the industry. Hey, it's your travel industry best friends, Robin and Jen from Teak. We're obsessed with practically anything that touches your business and allows you to scale to the level of success that you've always dreamt of. With Robin's background in sales and marketing and Jennifer's experience as a management level HR professional, we grew a small itinerary creation company into a multi-million dollar travel agency. And now we aim to help others skip the hard stuff and get right to the big wins. We're probably each recording this holding a glass of wine. So pour one up with us, grab a seat and join us to talk all things travel and business. I am so excited to introduce my friend and the CEO of Classic Vacations, Melissa Kruger. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you today. I'm so happy that you are here. And before we get into it, because we have a multitude of questions that are just going to encompass what is a wholesaler, specifically how Classic Vacations can differentiate themselves in the market, but we'd love to hear a little bit more on how you got involved in the hospitality industry, your background, and your evolution with Classic Vacations. Oh, I'd love to. Um, it's always it's so fun to tell our stories to others, especially you, know, you referenced E3, and you know we're really passionate about our customers who've been with us, of course, for 45 years, but also the advisors that are new to the industry to tell them you know, the depth of opportunities within it. So I've actually been in the travel industry for 27 years. 25 years of those have been in the wholesale space. But for me, I didn't even know the travel industry was a thing. I studied business with a concentration in marketing management, and I was just determined to work for an international company because I had never traveled internationally. And I thought that, okay, if I work for an international company, that will be my vehicle to traveling. And at that time, you would look for jobs in the help wanted section. So one Saturday, I opened up the San Francisco Chronicle and Club Med was hiring. And I had no idea that that was a travel industry space. I just knew that that was a company that was headquartered in France. So I spent a couple of years as a business development manager for Club Med. And then a company that had been acquired by American Express Vacations was launching west of the Mississippi and they wanted representation. So I spent 15 years of my career there having, you know, just starting out again as a business development manager, but having the pleasure to serve in such roles as brand development, which to this day is one of my favorite jobs. And having always been based on the West Coast in the wholesale space, Classic was always the gold standard. I was trying to launch a business that was competing with a company that had a 40, or I guess at that time, a 30-year history, just rich in servicing the clients so well. And eventually I started making sales calls and as opposed to just really peddling my own product, really asking questions to learn about the competition because it was always, we'd love to book you, but we've got this great longstanding relationship with Classic. And just over, uh, I guess, mom, almost 11 years ago now, I was introduced by Alex Sharp, the CEO of Signature, to our then CEO. 
And we just started having conversations and they were really more about approach and industry and philosophy. And about six months in, you know, he said, you know, we don't have a specific role, but we would love you to join the company. And what would that look like? And we just started fleshing out some ideas. And I, I joined the company in the space of, you know, strategic sales and a director role. You know, that eventually evolved into vice president of our groups division, which is a really robust part of our company. And then just over two years ago, was asked to step into the role of chief executive officer. It's been a fast 25 years in our space. Which I've heard you speak about the evolution of that in a more granular way. And I loved the conversations that you had to get into the CEO role. You were you were simply asked, like, what what do you want to do? And you were like, I, I actually want your job, right? Yeah, yeah. So that is... You know, there was a time and a place where we just didn't ask for what we want. Mm -hmm. You know, so many people to this day will will take on a role and they will be the good soldier, right? They will do everything that they're supposed to do, which is great. But if you haven't articulated your desires and what you want to do, someone may not identify that that's even what you want. So by one hundred percent, by having the conversation early on, you can know early on, hey, that's not going to be a possibility because you have to do X, Y, and Z or great. And I'll coach you. And in my case, it's just such a funny story because I did, you know, 11 years ago, you know, I was asked, well, what would be your long-term business, you know, goals? And I did say, you know, eventually I would like to run a company and this company But at the time, Jennifer, I didn't know if that was possible. They could have said, you know, in order to be a CEO in our space, you have to have your PhD from Harvard. And I could have said, well, I don't have my PhD from Harvard. Or with 10 years time, I could have gotten my PhD from Harvard. And I was, I mean, not to oversimplify it, but I was told, come in, earn your stripes and good things will happen. And we really never had a conversation again about me taking over as chief executive officer. But what we did do is when the opportunity, you are always doing the next job before you have that. And I know that sounds so cliche, but it's true, right? It's not just I'm doing my job and I'll, I'll, I'll start directing once I become a director, right? And when I had the opportunity to step into the role of general manager and vice president of our groups division, I was so sales centric and strategic as well. But I thought, oh no, 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 I do not want a role that involves operations. I am not an operations person. And at that time, that was as close as we got to really having that futuristic conversation. When I did get the phone call, it was, you know, the Monday after um, people were out for the Christmas holiday. And I was advised that, you know, my predecessor had resigned and they were looking for a replacement and they were 80% leaning inward. And if it was inside, I was the choice. And was I still interested? And I thought, gosh, it would have been great to have a little bit of runway to, you know, to like you immediately, I mean, human nature is, I mean, we're all confident and we know what we do, but human nature at that moment in time is all the things you may not know how to do, but you know more than you think you do. I think it's a testament to the fact that someone saw long-term value in you. And this, I always think about this because I did not have this experience. And I do want to share to anyone that's listening that that mentors a team, it is so monumental the things that you say on a daily basis to either build someone up or essentially to break them down because I was told, I had said at a hospital, I worked in healthcare for years and years and I was in HR. And 
I loved the marketing space and I wanted to apply to be the director of the marketing department for the hospital. And my HR director looked at me and said, maybe in seven years you could be ready for that, but don't you dare go for that position and go around me. And completely broke me down. She goes, and you better believe that I told the CEO that he should absolutely not consider you. And I, by the way, this is seven years later now and I'm running a marketing company. So (laughs) I just, you know, it is so funny how life happens, but I'll never forget that. And you better believe I was so happy to resign when I had a better opportunity because people listen whether it's positive or negative, that will stick with someone forever. And I don't think that in her heart of hearts, she had a malicious intent. She was trying to like steer me. Like she literally was trying to like bumpers on the runway kind of concept. Like you're great in HR, stay in your lane, or let's talk about a developmental path long-term, but this is not something you know anything about. And stay in your lane. like, And I just feel like there's so much harm that people can do as a leader to someone or there's so much benefit you can do if you listen to their passions, you hone their passions, and you help them get to where they want to be long-term. You create such a much more loyal following and just better people. Okay. So let's, let's get to classic vacations. Let's get to the topic at hand, wholesaler. I think that we can use different terminology here. And this is something that if someone is new to the industry, maybe they don't necessarily know the nuances between the structure of a tour operator, wholesaler, DMC. Can you kind of lay out in simplistic terms what you consider the structure of a wholesaler or a tour operator to be? Yeah. I like the word wholesale better than I like the word tour operator because when someone newer to the industry, especially hears that I'm a tour operator, I just always think that they envision me with holding up, you know, a, a flag that's, you know, red and we're walking around the Coliseum. 100%. And, so that's not what we're really doing. We are a packager. Hey there, TikTok listeners, Ashlyn Puckett here. You may have heard the word workflow before and wondered what the heck are they talking about? You may have also heard us throw around the term client experience and wondered what we meant by it. Well, we don't just want to tell you, we want to show you. We're hosting a live open house webinar for our most popular product, our client communication templates. The signature workflow that put Teak on the map got a major glow up and is now available for all CRMs. Advisors have been begging us forever to rework our traditional TravelJoy workflow templates to be more general for any CRM, and we finally did it. If jumpstarting 2024 with a streamlined, automated system sounds like a dream, then you're going to want to get in on this ASAP. Our client communication templates are a complete collection of email, form, and task list templates to help you enforce boundaries, manage expectations, and deliver a high-end travel booking experience. If you're wondering, can they really be that good? Don't just take our word for it. Check out the testimonials on our website or... Better yet, join us for an exclusive behind-the-scenes free tour of our client communication templates and all of the amazing resources waiting for you inside. Have you ever bought something after being promised the world only to be let down by the actual product? Yeah, us too. That's why we're peeling back the metaphorical curtain and showing you exactly what you get when you purchase our best-selling client communication templates. To join our next open house and to see how our client communication templates can genuinely change your business, 
register at the link in the show notes below. I look forward to hopefully seeing you all at the open house. As a wholesale company, we are a place where you can source your hotel along with everything you need to complete your curation for your clients. And that's the piece that's important. It's your curation. It's not ours. It's not, it's not preset. It's not canned. It is, I, I want this hotel or I want multiple hotels. And with that, I want the opportunity to add air. I want that opportunity to add you know, upper services of air. I want that opportunity to do VIP meet and greet services at the airport for my clients. I want ground transportation that is, you know, a beautiful private black car service. I want tours and activities that can be anything from a, you know, a blue badge walking tour of London to a private or semi-private cooking class in Ravello, as well as concierge services and travel protection. I think of the word consolidator comes to mind for me. Like I know we always talk about air consolidator, but I think of a wholesaler as it it consolidates all of these services into one platform or one booking resource. And I, I say one or the other because you do have a platform and you also have a call center. So for the sake of that conversation. So when I first started, I'll just give a personal anecdote. When I first started in travel, I only knew of booking platforms. I was under a host that was primarily going about booking in in a more transactional way. And I think for a lot of people that works in the beginning, and then you start to get multi-leg FIT clients, or you start to get more luxury clientele that wants something more custom and bespoke. And that's when I started learning more about classic vacations. And I started transitioning my bookings to, to classic. The reason that I was drawn was because I like to do my own research and I like to feel somewhat in control. And I don't think that I'm alone in that. I think a lot of advisors want to feel the autonomy to select hotels or to be able to at least see a portfolio of hotels to choose from and then piece it together. But I didn't want to piece it together because I didn't want the accountability of piecing it together, nor do I have the volume that would warrant a a great contract, or I don't have the resources that if a driver falls through to, you know, bring in another driver. So I want to say that the reason that I started researching Classic and my relationship with Classic grew was because I realized that I had a limitation of scale as one human being. And I was not able to piece things together, be accountable for those piecing together and also continue to scale in a profitable way, I needed to streamline. I needed someone to be able to pick up the phone when there was an emergency that wasn't just me and source a solution that wasn't just me. And so that's to me where the power of a a great partner in general comes from. What do you consider the biggest differentiators between a wholesaler and then the DMC like you just mentioned? The caveat here is that I'm going to preface this, Jennifer, with that when I speak about the difference of a wholesaler and a packager versus a DMC, I cannot speak for all wholesalers or all packagers. Of course. Because, because I think, not I think, I know we are more than a wholesale or packager, especially as it relates. So we'll use the, the, you know, the topic of Europe and maybe not to every degree a DMC. So we're kind of somewhere in the middle when it comes to Europe, which I think is the best example because I think that that's where that, where that service is, right? So when you think of a DMC, 
the advisor community, in my mind, thinks of highly individualized services, depth of in-destination knowledge, on the ground, in-destinational, experiential tours and activities, ground transportation. So that's always been the historic kind of view of a DMC. And then recently, more and more DMCs are really pushing to make sure the hotel component is booked with them. Okay. So that's, that is what a DMC does. And historically, we had not seen, you know, the DMCs have kind of that strength with the consortia relationships. And so they were, they had to fight a little bit harder to get known amongst the advisor community. But once you found them, you're like, oh, this is great because this person is really an expert in, I used Rebello as an example, but let, let's do that. To your point, we're creatives in this business. We've got that side of the brain just working and creating this, putting the puzzle pieces together with them for our clients because our clients oftentimes want to have a little hand in the creative nature of it too. And we never want to rob anyone of that. So similarities are in destination teams, right? Inclusive of customer service, ground transportation partnership with high communication offerings for your clients and offerings of hotels because now DMCs will, will push to make sure that you're adding the hotel component. And I'm coming to find out, you know, I think that the market thinks that the DMC oftentimes owns or they actually, it's their employee doing the tour, but oftentimes the DMC is also contracting, right? They don't own anything. And the similarity that we have is the ability to offer service fees. Okay. So that those are the similarities between what I would say we offer as well as the DMCs. So the differences, so we source the hotel. So the hotel is the number one component. So that is very similar to maybe say what a DMC does now. But the difference is we are connected with the majority of them. So where a DMC, they can't, they're, they're smaller, right? They can't scale. And by being connected with the majority of our hotel partners, the advisor gets real-time availability and real-time pricing. So I'm going to use the best example is if Il San Pietro has a room available and these rooms come and go fast, Classic sees it, quotes it, sells it, and closes it on the spot. So one of the main differences is that that communication for the advisor to get back to your client with us you have an initial quote within two to four hours. And in this case, you're up. Other destinations are faster. You have an initial thing for you to start having that conversation with for your client today. And I am a big believer that the longer you wait to close the sale, the greater your chances are because the customer is anxious and excited and they've reached out to you. Um, so it's a lengthier process with a DMC because they don't have you know, the backing of some you know, 280 employees. You know, you're looking at, you know, a 14, 15% commission. The similarity again is you can add that service fee, cancel for any reason, travel protection for your clients. That also includes commission protection for the advisor. And that's, that's not something that a DMC can offer. And it's really a seamless process for your clients. Should I don't like to sell things on should anything happen, but we're in the travel industry. We are guaranteed <laughs> that something is going to happen. And to your point, with the many weeks that I spent in Europe with our supplier partners continuing to forge those relationships in 2023, the minute I hit the ground, I receive a WhatsApp from our ground transportation companies, our operators, our teams there. So should anything happen, I as a consumer have the ability to communicate 
which is something I think that advisors think, oh, only DMCs do that. And then I will just say lastly is that if something happens and your clients need to change hotels, they need to change cities, they need to change countries with our breadth of product um, throughout the European continent or in the Caribbean islands, we are able to have our customer service team navigate that with and for the travel advisor. So I think that those are, those are my, there are others, Jennifer, but those are my sure. similarities and differences. And we are having this conversation, not because I'm taking, I would say I have an objective stance, but because I've used both models, you know this, that's no secret, but I'm not telling someone to use one or the other, but I think this is so educational for people to realize that a wholesaler can be bespoke. So that's to me, the message here is like, let's peel back the curtain of what does the wholesaler do and what are the possibilities here? Because there can be this kind of perception potentially that like, okay, well, you know, maybe a wholesaler is like group travel and you get this preset thing. And that's absolutely not the case. There's a new partnership in town. It's as magical as sunsets and catamaran cruises, turndown service and champagne, patience and clear communication from a client. <laughs> Let us tell you about Solstice Collective. Teak is no longer in the website game and Solstice Collective is the perfect match to our branding services. Solstice Collective is a website and social media firm that has roots in the travel industry. So they get it. If you're looking to showcase your beautiful brand on a new website or through well-executed social media strategies, check out Solstice Collective. They offer a seamless experience with an efficient turnaround time so you can start marketing your travel services sooner than later. To get $250 off of your initial service commitment, head on over to the link in the show notes for the Teak and Solstice Collective special offer. Just because there is a DMC and then there is a wholesaler does not mean that a wholesaler, to your point, is not sourcing things locally in that destination. We had this conversation when we were in France. It's like all of the sourcing is happening locally, right? So like the great thing about the wholesaler, I'm going to say transaction in a positive way right now, but the wholesaler transaction for an advisor is I can quickly turn that around, but I'm still getting a very authentic local experience because I'm working with someone that is still locally sourced. I am also getting the benefit of immediate loaded tours so that there is not that delay. It can be taken from a catalog, but also you, I know classic particularly, you have the option of a concierge more bespoke experience and, and that's on the concierge side. Even if we're using the term wholesaler, I don't want that to be construed as this quote unquote prepackaged thing because to Melissa's point, everything on the back end, regardless of the structure that you're purchasing from, is going to be locally sourced and contracted from someone that's in the destination, period. Yeah, period. Perfect. Yes. I also think it's important and I'm going to use, I'm just going to continue to use Italy as the example, but- I so always use Italy as the example. <laughs> Italy's, always, Italy's always a good example. <laughs> Our ground operation partners there, they may source for us the same cooking school as the DMC does. So there could be somebody that books with the DMC and they're going to- the same cooking school as our company is because you're sourcing locally. And you know how passionate I am about that. I mean, we as a travel industry, I mean, 
we pride ourselves in supporting small businesses in America. We really do. I mean, small businesses are the foundation of our country, and that is what we do. We provide solutions to our travel partners so that you can build businesses and create the lives that you want. And that that feels really good as a leader of our organization. We also believe very strongly that a certain percentage, a certain large percentage of the consumer's dollar should stay in the destination that we are sending the clients to. So that is, so I'm always going to lean into a, a locally owned hotel, a locally owned service, because that feels right to me because we are, we're reliant on that community and that culture to create that authentic experience for our collective clients. So we may just kind of circling back to that idea, we may be sourcing the exact same operator for a walking tour or for a cooking class as what you view as the curated DMC. So yeah, you don't you don't lose anything. You are just gaining you're just gaining the strength of our whole team. And again, our team is based in destination when it comes to Europe. I think you're also gaining variety and I'll mention this because you just hit on this. First of all, you shared that there's breadth to your portfolio and during times of COVID, there were many situations that occurred that we had to shift clients from one country to another. That became incredibly seamless when I was working with Classic Vacations. That's not going to happen if you are working with a DMC. Again, this is not a pro or a con or anything like that. I'm just contrasting the perspective here. The reason that I put a lot of my business with Classic Vacations for particularly that time period was because I knew, one, I could get the amazing cancel for any reason insurance. And I'm just going to say right now that I had one client lose money during COVID and it was not with classic vacations. Every single other client, the maximum that had anyone lose was their insurance. Hand to God. It was crazy. I retained so many happy clients because the bulk of my business had been with classic and they honored the policies of the properties, even if there wasn't insurance. So if there was insurance that played a part in the flight or they honored the the property cancellation and they were able to get their deposit back, which is a low deposit anyway, which is also why I loved working with Classic Vacations because I was working with people that were younger in their seasonality of vacationing, honeymooners primarily. And so they didn't necessarily always have a huge chunk of change on the front end to put 30% down. You know, that's, it's a large amount of money. So the low deposit definitely was helpful. But okay, I, I deviate from the point there is that if a regulatory notice came about, about Italy or Croatia, I would literally be able to shift someone to Mexico. And all of a sudden they're staying at Chablis Maroma and having this beautiful experience. And all they had to do is make one phone call to me. And I had to make one phone call through my partner. And when it comes, and you know how I feel about clicks. I say more clicks, more time, reduce the clicks, reduce your time to do something. The same thing for phone calls. When all I have to do is call one hotline and make an entire itinerary change. I did this with Tahiti and they ended up going to Cabo in an hour. They had an entirely new vacation. They were so happy and I was able to retain clients without losing the commission, 
without having them file for a claim to get this refund and then take more money to create this new trip. The ability to shift destinations, I think, is a major, major win when it comes to working with a wholesaler. So I will say that, but I just wanted to to piggyback off of what you said about the breadth of portfolio because that came into play big time in, in COVID. You know, all companies at that time were trying to survive. Everybody's trying to survive, right? And with a 45-year history deep in servicing our clients, and our client is only the travel advisor, the fastest way to ruin a relationship is when you mess with someone's money. And we have never, ever, I mean, I love the fact that we, we, pay, we pay our advisors the minute your clients leave for their travels, which is extraordinary. But when there were practices that we were watching, and you cited the demographic of, you know, and think about what we do in the way of destination weddings. You could have, you know, a 26 and 27-year-old who are, are just starting their life and th- their money was being held hostage by in places and they needed that money. And it's during that time though, Jennifer, it may not have just been them. There were a lot of people that lost their jobs that needed their 1000 or their 2000 or their $20,000 back. So I there were a couple of times, you know, as I, you said earlier, I saw you in France last week because we were at ILTM and the number of times I had customers say to me, you're the one company that has never cost me a customer. And I thought, well, certainly is going to be something that I think about as the leader of this great company every single day. You know, what you mentioned is twofold, right? So that ability to reach out to our customer service team to support you. So if you're booking, kind of going back to that concept of, you know, a wholesale tour operator packager versus DMC, if you're booking with a DMC specializing in Italy and your clients are doing a multi-day, multi-week trip that also includes Spain or that also includes France, you have to make bookings separately, right? You have two, two separate itineraries. If you're booking that type of travel with classic it is done as one complete package and beautiful presentation of proposal for your clients. So that there, there's absolute merit to that. And that is, you know, if nothing goes wrong, but that's how you're planning to create and curate for your clients. The second example is if something comes up, our customer service team is able to support you, the advisor, to say, what is another option? So, you know, what we saw this year, you know, with the fires is we had clients that have year in, year out gone to Maui. And we were able to quickly move them to one and only Mandarina, which is one of our great partners. And so that was not you, the advisor, having to go, oh, okay, what do I do now? Or is that hotel holding money? Is it, it is just a lift and shift for us with a team that has a massive amount of expertise of understanding if the clients like this, then this is the level of hotel. It's not just about money. It's not just about shifting funds. Is what makes a client like this type of particular property? Who are they traveling with? What are the reasons? Now let's look at these. So that mm-hmm. feels good. I had clients that were in Maui and they were supposed to go to Big Island when the volcano erupted a few years back. I say a few years, it's been like five. And I luckily had them book with Classic Vacations. I made one phone call to the in-travel hotline and extended their stay on Maui and got them a flight directly to Oahu. They skipped over that leg. They, I think, had a refund of $1,200 and they still spent the entire time in destination. All I had to do was essentially change one flight and the hotel was canceled on Big Island. And we just split that time between Maui and Oahu and they went about their time. And they were on a tour 
when I made that call. They were like doing Road to Hana. And I was like, I got it. Don't worry about it. When you get back, you'll have a new itinerary printed on your bed. And that's what happened. And it just allowed them to continue on their trip and they did not have to derail. And obviously that's a testament to working with a travel advisor. It's also worth talking about working with someone that has an in-destination hotline that you can constantly count on. And when the COVID shutdown was happening, I had another client on Maui and I got them on a flight within, I think, three hours by calling the classic hotline. So I am big on only working with partners that have a hotline. That is it for me. I'm sorry, but I don't want to be the end all be all ever. I'm not going to piece something together. And so to me, you have to have a hotline and it has to be able to handle everything from flight to transfers. So I want to commend your team there for handling that. I I do want to say that that's a differentiator. I've worked with multiple wholesalers. I don't always have that experience. That is a classic. One of your PDMs, you would always say that's the classic difference anytime I say something. So I'm just going to shout that out. That's the classic difference. But you also mentioned money a minute ago. So let's like go back to that because this is like a whole thing. And we went down a rabbit hole when we were sitting and having coffee in, in France about money particularly because we're talking about catastrophic situations here. We're talking about the fires. We're talking about COVID. All of these things are majorly impactful to a company's solvency as well. And one thing that you and I discussed is not just this, and this has nothing to do with the structure of a company. This should be anyone that you are partnering with to plan. You should know something about their finances before you're handing over dozens of thousands of dollars or more. I just want to give you an opportunity if you're if you're comfortable and you want to talk about kind of how Classic handles the money transaction so that people can feel very comfortable knowing that through anything, they feel secure giving hard-earned income over to a company and working with them. Yeah, it's really a one sentence. It's we are a debt-free company. When you look at our different business lines right now, so let's say on the FIT side or on the group side, when your clients are traveling, so let's say 65%-ish of our businesses on the FIT side, your client's money stays in-house with us until that travel has successfully happened. If anything goes wrong, we fight the battle. We create the battle with, with the hotel to make sure that your client's funding you know, whatever needs to happen to rectify a situation happens. Now on the group side, you know, the hotels, because we're locking in a lot of space, the hotels require us to pay them advance. My finance team always feels a little bit funny about because that's a precarious position. And when we've had to make it right, we of course make it right first. And then our job is to fight the battle over here if something has gone wrong. And we get to do that, not just because we're the biggest out there, but because we have always done the right thing by our suppliers. So my customer is always important, Jennifer, but my supplier is the one you and I make a promise to your client that you don't get to keep, that I don't get to keep. I rely on my supplier to keep it. So I don't want anybody to ever be mistaken that my team and I take very good care of our suppliers. We don't ask them for anything outside of partnership. And sometimes things feel a little bit icky, right? Sometimes we have to take care of something that goes wrong for a client that maybe isn't totally on the hotel or on you or on I, 
But that's not why we're in partnership with these with these hotels. We're in partnership with the hotels because we decide to be in partnership, not because we are going to have the perfect customer each and every time. So that's how the money rolls out. But Classic is a um, debt-free company and that feels good. Yeah. I, I think that it's something that not a lot of people ask on the initial relationship building phase when working with a partner that they're going to book with. It's something that should be asked is how is the money held in escrow? How How is this transaction happening? Because you know, a lot of companies did not make it through. And what what came of the balances of those trips or, you know, the deposits of those trips, a lot of people lost a lot of money and they might not have had insurance and it, it they might not have gotten anything for it. So it's just, I think it's just the due diligence of a travel advisor for us to know how to be good stewards of our clients' investments with us. And now I'm going to flip this. And obviously we work because we got to pay the bills. So let's talk about commissions because I do think this is a differentiator with wholesalers as well. How are the commissions paid? And you, you mentioned kind of time period wise, but the pro to me is that there's no invoicing here. So just kind of from the actual transactional piece, what does receiving commission look like to an advisor? Yeah. So... I mean, I, there are, so let's start it. Let's start with what commission looks like. And, you know, it, it really is based on your book of business with us, but, you know, most of our partners are, are at a production space. So, you know, that they're earning 14, 15% commission. We do have, you know, we, there are some hotels out there in the marketplace where there is a commission cap. You as the advisor would know right up front, you know, what, what your commission is going to look like. And, I'm just, I'm going to talk about the service fee right now, right? So you can you can add a service fee. So if you you know if your service fee is a thousand dollars, your service fee is ten thousand dollars. You know you're adding that to the price of the package, and we do pay our commissions. So we're just talking today on the FIT side of things. We're paying the commissions at the you know really at the moment that your client departs. And I will say in ten my ten year history here at Classic. The one thing that has never gone sideways is I've never heard from a travel advisor that there's an issue with the commission. So that timing is, yeah, and to your point, you're not invoicing us. We know straight up front, this is what you're selling to your client. This is what you, the travel advisor, are earning. And this is what you're adding in for a service fee. Now, when you're booking a hotel direct or maybe when you're even booking a DMC, I think that there's some invoicing because we do get a, we, we do see, you know, a, a bigger push with hotels now wanting business direct. And if it's a smaller hotel, oftentimes the advisor is having to invoice the hotel or having mm-hmm. to work through a third party invoicing company. And, you know, that pendulum swings, you know, it, it swings always. And I, I use the example always of, you, know, you can buy a Veronica Beard dress at Veronica Beard. You can buy it at Veronica Beard online, or you can buy it at, at Nordstrom. And the reality is, is that Veronica Beard probably makes more money if you book directly with them, but they could never, ever scale their business operationally the way they can by having the distribution channel of Nordstrom. And that's, we are the distribution channel of Nordstrom for the travel industry. When I sold my agency, I still had like a balance. I had hounded. I mean, I I was invoicing and doing everything possible. I will say the main offender was typically direct hotels. And they were things that just weren't available through a platform. But I had thousands of dollars outstanding. And we work way too hard to not get paid 
for providing someone else with business, you know? And it's just, it, it's kind of an ick feeling if you think about it. You're like, you know, maybe I did a site visit and I actually visited with you and I invested in you and that investment was in return. And so I just think it's it's always the best interest of the advisors to understand who's got their back too. So that's all I'm saying is like, as you go into relationships with partners, suppliers, whatever that structure looks like, make sure that on the back end, it's going to pay you back because that's what you're working for. Yes, all of this is fulfilling, but you can't pay your bills with smiles. So <laughs> you got you to you gotta get the, the checks actually through. And I, I just really appreciate that I never had to hound for that. I think I had one missing in commission the entire time. It was immediately fixed by an email to my BDM. Okay. Before we wrap up, I do want to say something for anyone who is currently working travel as a secondary career, hoping to make it a full-time career. I want to say this. I was able to scale faster than I think I anticipated because of the turnaround time you mentioned with the proposals. I was able to do research on my end after work. So I live on the East Coast. Luckily, Classic Vacations is West Coast. So they were open till 5 p.m., but West Coast time. So 8 p.m. my time, which gave me a three-hour window after I was out of work to chug through proposals on the call center line. And so this is so funny. Like During my lunch breaks, I would go on the Classic Vacations website. I would pick out my hotels that I knew that I wanted for each proposal. And then at 5 p.m., I would call in and create that proposal on the hotline, get that proposal. I would sync it to Travify and I would send it out the next, like schedule it to send out the next day. So people were receiving my proposals at, you know, 8 a.m. Eastern. So it looked like it was within office hours because I wanted to create boundaries somehow. Didn't happen in the first couple of years. But all that to say is that if you are trying to ride two saddles right now, I think that to me, a major benefit of working with Classic Vacations was the efficiency of being able to compile and send proposals that synced with the tra the Travify technology that I already had, that had great descriptions. Their PDFs looked great anyway. It came prepared. And that was a big differentiator. And the ability to quote in dollars when I wasn't sure how to necessarily navigate the conversation about conversion rates and things like that. So all of these things as a novice travel advisor, you helped me remove a lot of barriers that I think that the industry does have in place until you are quite seasoned. And so I just want to credit Classic Vacations with making it a very efficiency for your schedule base, but also intuitive way of creating quotes that is not intimidating for a newer user, but also is able to scale with someone who is a tenured and seasoned travel advisor. That's not saying that you, you know, you grow out of this relationship by any means. At the to the day that I was selling my agency, I was still using classic vacations. So I just want to say that to anyone that may be in that season of life where you're like, I'm trying to make all of these things meet and I'm staying up until 2 a.m. and I'm sending emails and I'm not able to connect on certain times, time zones or currency conversion is confusing. Like all of this, like I think this could be a great solution for you. 
Yeah. And you want to know a secret? By the end of the month, we will be in an alpha phase testing, which is opening it up to our advisors. But come January, for the first time ever, the Classic Vacations Advisor will be able to go on to Classic Online and you will be able to do your multi-destination. No. Yes, for our preferred inventory. And I'm thrilled about this because now, to your point, you are going to go online and you, let's just use the Venice, Florence, Rome. You're going to be able to pull all those together. Again, the connectivity piece that we talked about earlier and do not minimize the importance of that. It's going to be real-time pricing, the same pricing your clients would see on the hotel's website. It's going to be real-time inventory and you are going to be able to push that pricing out to your clients and to say, I've got the initial proposal. These are the hotels that I really know that you will like based on our experience of building travel for you and your family historically. Let's start here. And I'm absolutely thrilled. That's incredible. I did not know that. I'm so excited for you because there were other solutions in the travel space, but the customer service didn't go hand in hand with it. And that's where I struggled. So I feel like this is this perfect solution that... What I I mean, that's what I had been doing is like piecing it together in an email and then emailing my favorite res agent for years. I want to say this as well. I was also able to hold space. We didn't talk about that at all, but that is massive if you have names and birthdays and gender. So I would collect that in the beginning and I could hold space for three days while people reviewed their proposal and pricing wouldn't change. And that is a differentiator right there. And I think this even takes it up a notch by someone being able to drive that proposal on their own, create this multi-leg, send it out because they're able to do it in real time. You're closing the gap from point of intake call to sales close, which keeps anticipation up for the client. But it also frees up the advisor to do more things. And that could be be with their family, or it could be make more sales. It's whatever you choose to do, but it allows you to be more efficient and we need more efficiencies in this industry. So thank you for being a main driver in that. That's amazing. I'm so excited. Congratulations. We're pretty excited. And then that becomes another differentiator. And so it's, you know, as I started out, you know, there's those that exist in the wholesale tour packager space and there's a likeness there, right? And then there's the DMCs that have a a, a curated in-destination sourcing. And we're not one or the other. We're just, we kind of get to to provide the best of both worlds to our customer. And that feels really right. Yeah, you're a marriage between the two, really. Okay, so to wrap this up, important question. How can advisors establish a relationship with their BDM if they want to pursue a relationship with Classic Vacations? So if you're not working with us, I, I love to personally get my, um, you know, to roll up my sleeves and get involved. I mean, someone can email me, they can email sales at classicvacations.com and they can say, I'm ready. I want to get started. I'd like to work with your company. We will put them together with, with the right team members. And that will always start with us understanding and wanting to understand the foundation of the advisor's business. If you are newer and you feel like this could be a fit for you. I would recommend asking about E3. It is an application-based conference and it is a a smaller, I don't want to say smaller because that I, I think that minimizes it. It's an intimate conference, but it's so 
full of information and connections. So if that feels attractive to you, I would mention that and see if you could be considered. Thank you so much. This was so helpful and it's always wonderful to have a chat with you. Thank you so much for joining us today. I love speaking with you and hearing your perspective on the industry. I'm so glad that we crossed paths years ago and I cannot wait for our next opportunity to collaborate. And thank you to our listeners for joining another TikToks episode. If you're loving our content, we'd love and appreciate your support and feedback. Head on over to Apple Podcasts, hit subscribe so you never miss when an episode drops. And while you're there, please leave us a rating and review. We're sending you a long distance cheers because you just finished another episode of TikTok. If you loved what you heard, hit subscribe and head over to the show notes for any resources and a summary of this episode. In the meantime, if you want more access to us, we are personally inviting you to join our Niche by Teak community, where we host live events, answer your questions, share destination masterclasses, and give you a front row seat to all the resources that we launch throughout the year. Plus, what's better than being surrounded by like-minded advisors that are hyping you up to succeed each day? We think nothing. Head over to www.teakhq.com backslash niche to join the community today.